I, I, I don't, I've never seen it hit anybody quite as hard as it hit me, but I was transformed in a moment from a Marxist, skeptic, scientist, <laughs> I just, it, it was then, and I will say it still is now, it is pure, 100% magic. It's magic. It's not a drug. It's an event. It's not something that you do. It's something which happens to you. And people come out of it saying, what happened? What happened? What did happen? <laughs> what a guy. I know, right? Terence McKenna talking about DMT. Yeah, why is he not celebrated more? Yeah, you ask, it's a good question, that. I think, I, I sense that the likes of Terence McKenna and Alan Watts are, are having a renaissance I don't know if you've noticed on Spotify and the likes, but there are a lot of playlists coming up, coming out with um, uh, just seminars and lectures by the two. Yeah, I think generally over the last five years as well. I think five years is, I've definitely noticed an uprising mm. uh, in this type of narrative, definitely. And we've been in that uprising, haven't we, Richard? And what a beautiful uprising it's been, Martin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to How to Die Happy. Very happy to be here. I'm very happy to have you here. Um, so for the folks at home, Rich is, uh, um, I would say, my brother from another mother. And uh, we met through, well, we met when I first moved to Bali, didn't we? Through Johnny White Oak. Through Johnny White Oak. He introduced us. Shout out, Johnny White Oak. Hello, White Oak. Hope you're well and your family and your lovely new baby, or relatively new baby. Um, and... Shortly after meeting, we went on a an incredible experience, didn't we? An exper incredible journey together. I just think it, it was one of those situations where there was a, a beautiful bit of all the S's, synchronicity, serendipity, just uh, all all sort of came together, didn't it? It certainly did. And uh, we're going to talk about that because it was together our first ayahuasca journey. But I suppose we should take a step back because I, I was quite keen in this chinwag to talk about ayahuasca, but, but also to talk about our, our experience of it, but also to uh, give people some information about uh, ayahuasca, I think, and DMT. So, mm. uh, Because it, DMT stands for dimethyltryptamine, and it's only two steps in synthetic terms from tryptophan. Uh, which is an amino acid that's in all organisms, right? So all organisms already contain two key enzymes that produce DMT, us included. Mm. And it's been remarked that, the, that DMT, therefore, is like a messenger molecule, which I, I love that expression, uh, because it connects all organisms it's a common molecular language in that regard. Mm. And, of course, an incredible utility to explore human consciousness and our profound connection to nature and one another. Uh, <laughs> said it in one sentence, but actually that's quite a, it's quite a profound gift. I think we've touched on this previously, haven't we? It's, um, I think we came to the conclusion it's a, it's a backdoor key. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a backdoor key into a higher state of consciousness. Yeah. yeah, I think I once said it was, I, I, I think I said if meditation is is a key. Uh, yoga. 
and yoga is a key. Ayahuasca is a laser cut, you know, one of those laser cut Swiss keys. Um, and it's also a close relative to psilocybin, the compound found in so-called magic mushrooms. So DMT is in everything or in many, many plants rather, and many organisms. And in the year 2000, a chap called Rick Strassman, a psychiatrist, wrote a book called DMT, The Spirit Molecule. Of course, you and I, I think, both watched the documentary, didn't we? Yeah, I've heard of the book. Um, I suppose I came around to it through Graham Hancock. Hmm. And then I started this beautiful rabbit hole of a journey through uh, Graham Hancock, then on to Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Spirit Molecule, DMT, and then... To infinity and beyond, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe Rogan, for those of you that don't know, he narrated the documentary, which is called DMT, The Spirit Molecule. Now, so the book was made in, uh, written, was published in 2000. And the, the subheader for that is a doctor's revolutionary research into the biology of near-death and mystical experiences. Important to point out, he's a doctor and he's a psychiatrist. And then in... Uh, 2010 they made the documentary that Joe Rogan narrated um, which was an epic uh, piece of documentary filmmaking certainly from my perspective and uh, because when I decided I was going to do ayahuasca with you and a few other people in a an undisclosed North African country I did an awful lot of research and of course the internet is good and bad for that and I'm sure I think mm. you and I kept Toing and froing, didn't we? We were talking about our apprehension. Yeah, yeah. At the time, it was pretty scary, actually. Well, look, because there are some pretty horrible yeah. uh, or horrific pieces of content out there that 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 paint plant medicine in a bad light, and and of course there are because there are there are good uh, and bad everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, and there are intimate uh, intimate. There are infinite truths, but. It's important for me to point out, probably, as we talk talk about this, the thing about psychedelics and where they're so commonly misunderstood is most of the time when people tell these stories of uh, a terrible trip, as people uh, refer to it, more often than not, there are lots of mitigating factors, aren't there? Totally. totally. Such as... They've alcohol. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They've got alcohol in their system. Yeah. They've got cocaine in their system because, of course, a lot of people are doing this in South and Central America where cocaine is incredibly cheap and uh, exceptional quality. Um, smoking. smoking not, not giving it the respect, you know. You've got, you've, got to, you've got to fast. You've got to cleanse. You've got to sort of prepare yourself mentally yep. and Get, physically beforehand, right? Exactly. Get your body and your mind right. So there are, there's a long list of things that one should never do in advance of an ayahuasca ceremony, and it is. Uh, it's eating meat. It's sugar, chili, spice. Oil. Uh, oil. What else? Fish. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Coffee. Can't do that. Drugs. Uh, and pharmaceuticals as well. That's an important thing because all of these things are, are changing our physiology and what the plant does, what the ayahuasca medicine does is... is really reaches into the the nooks and crannies of our physiology doesn't it interesting you say that that's that's as soon as you said that i, I remember it kind of coursing through coursing through my, my my veins and into into each cell so yeah just a bit of a flashback yeah i i do as well 
and, and, and many more things. But then, of course, there are many more things I've forgotten. So I think what Rick Strassman did and a number of other leading authorities, uh, certainly in the research that I, I did in advance of my first ayahuasca journey, were, were, they helped to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. Um, Strassman did a, a, um, a trial, didn't he? So he did a trial with a number of subjects where uh, people were provided with DMT and then they, they in a clinical and safe clinical environment where they were then uh, invited to recount what happened to them. And, you know, you've really got to read the, the book or, and or watch the documentary to hear the stories, but they are nothing short of, as Terence McKenna says, magical. And that's kind of what happened to us. So before we talk about what happened to us, a couple of other things to point out about DMT. Well, it's also present in the human body. So it resides in our pineal gland, uh, also referred to as the third eye. It resides in our lungs. So when we're chanting or doing breath work or meditation or yoga, we can we can create a semi-transcendental experience or a full-on trans transcendental experience it's because we're releasing the DMT or activating the DMT in us, right? Mm, totally. Ultimately, it provides a, a mystical union. Get high on your own supply. <laughs> As Wim Hof would say. Is that what he says? <clears throat> yeah, that's his strap line, yeah. <laughs> that he's probably making billions from, but yeah. I like, uh, is it Vim or Wim? I, I'm never sure. Vim Wim. Vim Vim Wim Hof. Tomatoes, tomatoes, but yeah. Yeah, Wim, Wim, Wim Hof, Wim Hof. What a dude. Well, he's, he's, he's not wrong though, is he? Because I think, and of course we both did breath work together, possibly for the first time as well, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, and I, I think I've had some breath work sessions that have been as powerful as mm. plant medicine journeys. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and quite often transcendental exactly so out of your body proves you can do it naturally as well yeah and, that, and there are there are a lot of people that argue that that because you can do it naturally why would you use plant medicine what do you think about that i think it's a shortcut yeah i think it's a it's a it's an intro into uh, finding sort of the essence of yourself and i think you sort of go through go through your life, you know, where you're living in your ego and you get to a point where I think for me, sort of, I kind of had an awakening in, in my early twenties, but it scared the shit out of me, to be honest. So mm. I suppressed it and thought, right, I'll deal with that when I'm older. Mm. So then it comes to 40 years old and you're having all like... Midlife crises. Midlife crisis. <laughs> like, what is this all about? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm floating on a bit of rock traveling through the universe at 70,000 miles and all people are bothered about fucking Kim Kardashian. And it, <laughs> and it, it did, it, it, it affected me. So I sort of went deep in, with, in myself. Um, and yeah, I think for, for me personally, it was like, um, we've, we've talked about this before, but there's a, the 90s film Jumanji. Mm. And, um, it's like the game, it's like, it makes a drum, like a boom, boom. It's the game calling you to it. Mm -hmm. And I did, I just felt, I felt like this, this urge, there was something in my essence calling me to it. Mm. And it just, you know, then, then you pick a thread and then it, Joe Rogan, Graham Hancock, and you've got all these beautiful synchronistic moments. Mm. And then obviously meeting you and your brother mm -hmm. and we just had that, that chat together and we're just, um, oh yeah, we're actually 
flying and going going to a, a retreat in two weeks' time to do it. And I'm like, well, oh, you're welcome to join if you want. <laughs> I remember what? the look on your face. Yeah, it was just, <clears throat> I think we'd, we'd known each other probably about four hours. Yeah, but it felt like we'd known each other for a long yeah. time, didn't it? No, I, think, I think the beauty, obviously, we've we had a good friend um, that obviously paired us. So I think he obviously knew we'd get on. We'd come from the same background in a northern English sort of village. So mm. lots of common denominators, but... Um, but yeah, that, that journey, man, it's just uh, an amazing one, right? Yeah, well, let's talk about it. So we we all arrived in uh, this North African country. We met in a city first, didn't we? And then I think, did we have a night? We had a night in the city, day and night in the city. Ah, it's really difficult to describe it without giving it away, but... Well, <clears throat> we should probably not discuss yeah, no. it because it's, uh, yeah. it's not... Uh, psychedelics are not legal in that country. However, we eventually wound up at, at this incredible hotel on in the in the mountains. Bond Villa. Yeah. It was. Bond Villain Villa. It was, wasn't it? And we sort of I think there were four or five of us, wasn't there? Weren't, weren't there even. And we all settled down to two days and nights of ayahuasca followed by Washuma, which mm. is so ayahuasca as as we've discussed is is DMT, but just to be specific ayahuasca tea is a brew um, made of two ingredients so it's made of the ayahuasca vine bark and the chacruna leaf the reason why it's made of of two is because actually the human body naturally rapidly breaks dmt down using an an enzyme called what's it called monoam monamine 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 oxidase mao it's called However, because the ayahuasca tea contains the chacruna leaf, uh, the chacruna leaf is a natural MAO enzyme inhibitor, right? Mm. So, of course, that switches off the, the body's ability to, to switch off the effects of DMT. Yeah. Which essentially means... Neutralizes the inhibitor, which is just pretty amazing when you think about it, right? Isn't it? <laughs> and, and just as an aside... That that chemistry, that understanding of chemistry, obviously comes from the Amazon and yeah. has been around for thousands of years. And when I went to the Amazon, which we'll talk about in a little while, I I, I spoke to uh, one of the most beautiful people on the planet, a chap called Page Peno, who is a, a shaman from the Nokiquin tribe. And he tells the story of how many, 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 many years ago, the, one of the one of the shaman in the village, one of the the healers in the village, was visited in a dream by a snake, and the snake led him into the jungle, and he followed the snake. And the snake curled itself around an ayahuasca vine, and essentially, and a voice came to his head, "You need this," and then curled itself around a chacruna bush. Wow! You need this. She's got big goosebumps when he's saying that. Well, I mean, <clears throat> believe it. It's pretty epic, isn't it? It's what an amazing story. So he, so this guy comes out of the jungle with a handful of ayahuasca vine, a handful of chacruna leaves, a message from a snake in his dream, and he makes ayahuasca. Beautiful. How on earth would uh, a, a, a very, very ancient and very primitive Brazilian tribe know to mix those two plants? I just think it's amazing where you've got different native um, 
tribes all around the world and they've all followed the same rules, you know, the same mm-hmm. beliefs, you know, it's mm-hmm. basically, um, they see it as like a portal, death, a, a death portal, don't they? Yeah. And it connects, you know, everything's based around the constellation of Orion. Mm-hmm. You know, we head to Orion and then we go on to the Milky Way mm-hmm. and on the Milky Way, that's where we sort of challenge our life that we've just had yeah. ready for a, to where we go next. And as you say, you've got these indigenous tribes from all over the world, different following uh, the same, following the same story, doing the same things yeah. with no internet. <laughs> we're no, yeah. We're no connection with each other as well. So. No air travel, not even the ability to do big sailing trips. I don't mm. think anyway, let's not get lost in that conversation too much, but the point being that the chemistry was there, uh, a long, long time ago. So we're we're in this North African country, and we we were going to do James Bond Villa, James Bond Villa, and we were going to do ayahuasca, which is the tea I've just explained. And uh, following the the following morning, we were going to do San Pedro or Wachuma, oh. which is a cactus, isn't it? Oh, my favourite. Yeah, I think it's my favourite too. It's it's a, an incredible. Uh, kind of DMT experience and completely different to ayahuasca because ayahuasca is is known as the mother, the grandmother, and Washuma is known as the grandfather. The idea being that what happens from an experiential perspective with ayahuasca is you, you get a, I think it's safe to say we all get a giant cuddle, right? Yeah. I, I personally was fetal for a, a, a lot of my first experience. Yeah. And you're getting just so much love and healing energy. It, it's, it's impossible to put into words, but we'll talk about it. Mm. On the flip side, the Wachuma is a very masculine plant. So you are re-energized by this plant. And of course, you have very similar psychedelic experiences. So how was your first ayahuasca experience? It, it was... Uh, where do you start, honestly? Uh, I think for me, there was a lot of apprehension because I was just, everything about my mind was saying, do not do this, do not do this. But my intuition was just like, you you know, lead, leading me to this path. So I think, um, I think there was five of us there. I think the other three guys, you know, they'd, they'd practiced before. Yes, all of them had. You know, they're, oh, qu- they're, quite, they're quite evolved as well. Yeah. Because they were, you, were, you know, having some pretty deep, Deep chats, and yeah. I was thinking, whoa, I'm a little bit out of my depth here. These guys are sort of Jedis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like exactly. <laughs> yeah, nicely put. Um, so yeah, I think I think initially, you know, I th- the good thing about it is you, you've got to take it seriously, mm. um, and you got to prepare. I can remember I fasted, uh, prepared my mind, um, and we fasted meditated for four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think we ate the day before, did we? No. Um, and like like you said, that obviously prepares your body. So then the, the medicine can just go into every sort of nook and cranny of your body and do the work. Mm. Um, so I think for me, I, I remember initially, I was thinking, oh, this, nothing's happening. And then after sort of twenty minutes, and it's like, whoa! Like you're on a roller coaster <laughs> and you're going through a kaleidoscope of dimensions. And then I can remember coming straight through, and I was met by this like an entity that had six snakes coming out of her head and she just reached up to me got a fish bone a whole fish that was a skeleton and like 
tried to put it in my mouth and I just freaked out. And yeah. I was like, whoa, I, I, I can't handle this. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, woke up and like grounded myself a little bit and then went back in. And and I think just like you said, then after that, it was just like this just journey of sort of looking at yourself and just realizing, you know, it's all right. And just don't worry. Don't beat yourself up, you know. Yeah. Don't, you're too hard on yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all right. You're loved. And I think that was the overriding factor is just love. Just everything's just based on love. Yeah, I had I I had the same uh, constant message, but I, it's important to to mention that set and setting are so incredibly yeah. crucial to a safe and loving plant medicine experience. So many people outwith of the fact that they are still drinking and doing drugs and not doing the dieta, they they also they 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 don't do this in a in a in a ceremonial setting yeah. with a, a, an expert guide. They, they, people are unfortunately a little bit reckless at times likewise there are some very unqualified people in south and central america and probably elsewhere in the world calling themselves shaman who goad people in to do one of if not the most sacred healing ceremonies there is mm. with little to no experience or qualifications and and these are the, the the sort of situations that you see on the internet these nightmare stories yeah exactly but i think i think with something like this you've, you've got to do your due diligence you've got to go away and, and and work it out and for sure and we were very fortunate because our shaman was uh, an incredible human being yeah I, I felt so i felt i felt more than more than comfortable and safe and it's like you say vitally important yeah i can't remember what i called him a cosmic imp <laughs> Cosmic him, yeah, absolutely. He acted like one, didn't he? Well, he did, uh, but he was, well, the the other chaps uh, in the ceremony with us really held space for us very well because yeah. I think well, you and I were, it's safe to say, pretty apprehensive. Noobs. Noobs, terrified noobs. Definite noobs. Yeah, and, and I think there's, there's an, there is an element of doing too much research. And of course, the more time you spend on the internet, the more nightmarish exactly. stories you'll find. So, But no, it's good. I think you, you need that apprehension. It makes you take it seriously. But I think, um, you know, halfway through, then you just, you, your defences lower, don't they? Mm. And you just, yeah. you open up to it. And I think that's, I think that was the message um, the guys were saying, just, don't, just open. Yeah, just surrender. Surrender. Yeah surrender to it and as soon as you sort of do that wow that's when she does her magic well that's it's interesting because you said a, a few minutes ago it's not working yeah and, uh, this is like a common thing with well, psychedelics it's, it's, everyone always says the same thing oh it's not working and then right at that moment is usually when it works isn't it <laughs> i was i was my own experience i was already very deep into the the typical landscape that you see when you do psychedelic work and that is the the, the sacred geometry multicolored, absolutely stunning you can't say three-dimensional because it doesn't do it justice sure. does it? No, no. it is multi-dimensional all around you you are immersed in like high definition as well it's it's 4k yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. actually have they increased from 4k to another no, one i don't know anyway it's better than 4k that's the point and of course, all the while you've got your eyes closed. You're lying down in a sleeping bag or on a on a on a, a rug. In, we were we were in front of a, a burning log fire, which was epic. Yeah. And we had some incredible music and isochronic tunes playing. 
some of those songs have been sort of baked into, all those, those pieces of music have been baked into my psyche. I was listening to one this morning. Nice. Which one? Debbie Pereira. Ah, oh, that's, you know what, <laughs> just skipping ahead. Like, we'll come what, back to that. Six months on, after we'd done it, yeah. after we'd done our, our, ex, our first journey, I was sitting in a yoga class in Peckham. And it came on. And we're doing the sh- uh, Shavasana, and she just played the Devi prayer. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> vibrate. Oh, I'm back. It was incredible, yeah. that connection that we have with music, right? Totally. Just totally. how it can just put you right back in that place. Yeah. Sadly, it didn't put me right back in that place because I needed some uh, DMT to assist. But <sighs> yeah, so uh, I was already lost in the music, and I was, uh, but I was sort of riding this edgy... I'd say uncomfortable wave in this in this geometry, and essentially I was stuck in a loop. Mm. And I told myself the medicine hadn't taken effect; it hadn't started. Like, when's this going to start? But of course, meanwhile, I'm I'm riding around on this mad, torrid wave of of geometry in multiple uh, colors and just epic, epic visuals. Which, as we know, if you don't surrender and you don't relax into the experience you'll you could just spend your entire journey doing that which i'm sure for some people could be quite beautiful and quite interesting but Mm. also it's very distracting and it was only when i finally realized hang on a minute Mm. i'm stuck in a loop here and i just did as you say i let go and i surrendered and then it was like There's a comment that always stuck with me, and it's like, she gives you what you need, not what you want. Yeah, I think that was our friend Andreas Yeah, said that. And that's so true, because the, f- the first night for me was just like a gentle intro. She was very gentle with me, and she sort of just give me a cuddle, just like knock me down a little bit, just uh-huh. pop me back up, and just yeah. like primed me, just buttered, buttered me up yeah. for night two. But... <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Buttered me up for night two. I love that. What a night night two was. Yeah, I recall. <laughs> I recall. Well I, well, I was, I think in most ways, I was immensely fortunate with my first few ayahuasca experiences. Because as, as you know, I've, I've done many journeys now. But the first one and the second one, in fact, I had no purging. So I was fortunate to, to not be vomiting, which is a standard part of the process isn't it it's not absolutely yeah it's uh, you are essentially what is welcomed yeah absolutely well, it's your it's your body removing yeah. memory it's um negative memory negative trauma as well yeah. blocked energy um and as we've discussed in a couple of the episodes previously the the, the concept of somatics we store our experience in our body and so the ayahuasca experience is a wonderful experience to release some of that physically as much as you are doing metaphysically and, and of course mentally yeah anyway so i things i remember i remember i remember being welcomed by a, f- a feminine entity which is what most people will yeah, recount and she began to show me parts of my history and so one of the things she did was she presented several experiences which were negative conflicts with people where I'd given myself uh, an opinion and locked that opinion in to my psyche so so on and so forth said this it was their fault or so on and so forth did that that was their responsibility and suddenly I was presented with the same situation but 
a 300, no, not even a 360 degree, because that's one dimensional, isn't it? <laughs> a multi-dimensional perspective of these events. Mm, nice. Which... What it's all about. <laughs> well, it's exactly what it's all about. But it also, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody listening to this will be able to quite grasp that. Let's use an example. You and I have a fallout. I have my perspective. You have your perspective, right? Mm. There are two dogs in the room, Atty and Muda, being graceful and quiet for a change on this podcast. But touch, let, touch wood. Touch wood. But let's say that Atty and Muda's perspectives are now in the mix. Let's also say that the plants outside their perspective are in the mix and anybody else and anything else and anything else with life or attached intrinsically to the unified field mm. can remember and recall. There's, a, there's another metaphor in there where there's a, an image where depending on how you shine the light on a 3D object, you either get a circle, a trapezium or a rhomboid. Yeah. It's all about perspective. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was a, it was a huge, huge and life-changing lesson for me. And it, and it presented me with a number of uh, dramas from my life, co-created dramas. Not only did I suddenly see the other person's perspective, I also saw the impermanence and futility of the whole thing. And therefore, the overwhelming energy an expression that came from that was just forgiveness and love. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th I think for me, it was, um, I think sort of my formative part of my life. I was uh, pretty tenacious in my, in my career, you know, like a jack of all trades, you know, wheeler dealer mm. uh, and everything was ego. I could sort of flit into any, any social dynamic, a bit of a chameleon. Mm. Um, but when you do that, you're obviously sacrificing yourself, you know, mm. You, you pretend and you're acting all the time, yeah. and I thought I could. I, I thought I could bullshit anybody. Yeah, um, same here. And that and that was the th and that's what she she focused on. It was just like you know, I see you, I see you, I see yeah. you for you. Yeah, it's like just you don't have to be like that. And therefore, inviting you to see yourself exactly, and 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 start to love myself because there was, there was obviously a reason I was uh, I was I was doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's you're presented with the uh, opportunity to see yourself without judgment and that, and that for me was a an incredible lesson during my first ayahuasca experience as well it was this okay this is who you are this is or this is who you've been mm. this is these are some of the things you've done but it's okay exactly no judgment yeah no judgment just forgive yourself forgive them until you until you can or rather, if you don't forgive yourself, you mm. can't move forward. Well, you can't love yourself unless you forgive yourself. And I think that was, that was the lesson I got. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, if you don't love yourself, how's anybody else expected to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Well, I, from there, because obviously, it's, as we were discussing before we started recording this, the, the thing about these journeys is they are, <laughs> they are so incredibly intense. You, you receive... Lesson upon lesson upon lesson, information upon information upon information, stacked. The way I, the way I saw it was like this: this entity and other, I'm going to say, higher intelligences were handing me like books, 
Yeah. Stacked in both hands under my arms. Right? Just frisbee in them. Yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> in, at in, high speed. At your third eye. Doosh, doosh, yeah. doosh. But, the, but the bizarre <laughs> thing, and this 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 is gonna this is gonna sound trippy. Uh, pardon the pun. The bizarre thing is, the moment the book was thrown at me, I'd read the book. I remembered I'd already read the book. Ah. And I was reading the other books and remembering that I'd read them all at the same time. Cosmic thin slicing. Amazing. Uh, yeah, astoundingly so. And so, so many people will, will tell you this, uh, folks, that if you, hopefully when you do uh, your first ayahuasca journey, you will, you'll often feel like you're in there for a thousand years. That's not to be, um, that's not something to frighten you though, is it? Because it's, because it, in actual fact, it's a real shame when you come out. It's such a beautiful <clears throat> also, awakening experience, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think, I think for me, it was, I, I don't know if you can remember, but I think it was, I think we were just sort of slowing down as part of the journey. It was just nice and tranquil and we just listened to some beautiful music. I think Debbie Prayer was probably on and I just started laughing. Yeah. And your, your brother just turned around and went, welcome. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> I'm in the gang. I yeah. Remember that. And it was just, it was just this beautiful moment of just being so confused for the first part of my life, just going, I'm different. I know I'm different. I don't fit in. It just doesn't feel right. There must be more to this. And having yeah. so many questions uh-huh. and not quite knowing, yeah. just being confused, permanently confused. And then at that split moment, it just all made sense. And it was just this beautiful release for me. I was just like, I get it. I get it now. Well, just how we're all connected and it, just the beauty. I, I the remember, love and beauty behind it. I remember it. we all exploded. Into yeah, it was. It was a beautiful moment. The other two were, uh, especially the cosmic imp was, uh, was also welcoming us. Beyond the, beyond the new. <laughs> Welcome on. <laughs> it was, it, but it, it, it was truly, um, it was, it was the moment I think where, where and this is you know you can believe this or or not it's up to you but what happened during that ceremony was that and we all spoke about this the following day we were all lying down with our eyes closed deep in in the journey and we were all also together in another space yeah. communicating weren't we yeah absolutely and we recounted the conversations we were having yeah now that's what they call telepathy back at the ranch and so when he said welcome they were very uh, aware of what was of what you were seeing I, yeah and of what they, I they was knew seeing. yeah yeah because they were also seeing it which is yeah. a truly profound well that, that's unity consciousness isn't it or a, a small tiny slither of it at least yeah it was just oh. It's, 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 it's lovely talking about this because I was I've sent you earlier that I, I sort of started thinking about it yesterday mm. And just had a really beautiful afternoon, sort of reflecting and just really going back and remembering what what was our rebirth. Right? It was our rebirth. It was our rebirth day. Yeah. And yeah. just, you know, the deep connection, obviously, me and you have had from it as well. Yeah. Um, just you can't put it into words. Well, I'm trying to for a podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there lies the rub. <clears throat> so, uh, of course, anybody listening, if you have... Um, uh, significant experience working with plant medicine you've got anything to add to this please do send us a message you, know, you can uh, you can email us or you can uh, record a message which we will gladly play on the show because this is th- this the, the 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 topic 
is not something that that merely deserves a forty-five minute to an hour mm. podcast. It's it's something, frankly, that we we will return to time and time again because certainly from my perspective, there were two things that 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 really changed the way I live and my perspective on living and dying. And of course, that's the point of this podcast. Sure. One was meditation. No, actually, three things. One was quitting alcohol and drugs, mm -hmm. going sober. And I know some of you might think, oh, hang on a minute, ayahuasca is a drug. No, it's not. It's a medicine. It's a natural plant medicine, in my opinion, of course. Absolutely. I, respect, no, absolutely. I respect anybody's truth, whatever you, whatever you think about it. But of course, remember that, that there's a narrative that's played into our minds by the media and by government when it comes to talking about psychedelics, or at least that's been the case since the 60s and 70s, where mm. suddenly there was a huge freedom movement and everyone suddenly said, hang on a minute. Conscious started rising. Oh, we don't like that. We don't like that because they'll stop paying tax, won't they? And they'll stop coming to their shitty jobs. <laughs> Getting in debt. Exactly. But staying on the hamster wheel, which is exactly where we need them. Mm. Otherwise, we can't control them. It's safe to say, actually, in, the, in recent years... Things are changing, right? Consciousness is rising. Nobody can stop it. The veil is thinning. And suddenly, an awful lot more of us are working with these medicines and also with Qigong, with Tai Chi, with uh, breath work, with yoga, with meditation. <coughs> Excuse me. We are ironically adopting ancient healing methodologies. I don't know if you can remember when. Uh, um Coming towards the end of the journey, I was basically started like my body was convulsing, uh, which now I sort of realized that was trapped energy, trapped trauma that I'd sort of kept low down and that it was just releasing. So it's everything it was like purging out of me. But then I started make, doing like uh, hand movements, some like really intricate mudras. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd never done yoga before. Yeah. Never stretched, never done yoga, never even looked at what a mudra was. No. But it knew me yeah. and um, it's like ironic that you know this technology has been going for like thousands and thousands of years and I think yeah, it was you or your brother just turned around and said, well you don't know yoga but yoga knows you yeah so they, I was you, like you wow that's yeah. right because we were both doing it we, so yeah. you and I were the, and they were just watching us with with love regarding us as we were yeah. suddenly stretching our bodies we were doing yoga we were doing mudras, yeah. uh, lots of different types, quite yeah. complex mudras yeah, 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 as well. I yeah, was doing yeah. this kind of weird uh, yantra type mudra. 5D one, yeah. And yeah, and we said, what? Then next day, wasn't it? Well, what was that all about? I don't even know yoga. Yeah, I know. Well, you may not know yoga, but yoga knows you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, how did we? And that's an interesting question, isn't it? I, and, and that brings me back to the point about remembering. During that whole experience, as I was receiving this information, cosmic information, information about love, about the universe, about uh, our purpose, about earth school, about our bodies, about mm. the earth rover, as I call it, um, about unity consciousness, all of these things that I had really nothing, I had no knowledge about. I was suddenly receiving this information and, and laughing and crying at the same time, saying, mm -hmm. I already know this. Mm. And these higher intelligences are saying yes yes you do you do know all of this mm. you know of course you know all of this it was kind of welcome back that whole yeah. experience was a welcome back it's, it's like the film hook 
Do you know when he, he forgets who he is and yeah. then he remembers towards the end of the Peter film? Peter Pan. Yeah, Peter yeah. Pan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same sort of thing. I wonder if, who wrote, who wrote Hook? Uh, well, who wrote Peter Pan? I should know this. Lewis Carroll. Right. I wonder if Lewis Carroll did. Probably. Well, yeah. this, this is the other. A- Avatar, whoever made Avatar, absolutely categorically has done an Alaska. <laughs> yeah. No doubt in my mind. But we doing, were there. It was Cameron that wrote it, though, wasn't it? So I don't know if uh, he wrote and directed it. Shout out to uh, James Cameron. Yeah, big up, big up. What, what was the, the, the world called? Oh, the planet in the, yeah. in the movie. I can't it's remember. Awa. I was seeing Awa. Yeah, well, the tree. Yeah, and the fluorescent. And the, fluorescent, um, and the mycelial networks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the whole yeah, point yeah, of yeah, Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it, the, the nature is, is completely connected. And of course, the indigenous people on that planet are aware of that on a whole other level, which we sadly as a, as a species have completely and utterly depressingly forgotten. That, that was actually coming back to it. That, that was the message I got from mother. It's like, you've got to help heal the world and, um, you know, and live wholesomely. I think yeah. since, since that session, I, I stopped drinking alcohol and, and eating meat yeah. because yeah. of that. Yeah. And and just living a, a lot more sort of sustainable life and mm. peace loving life. Yeah. Uh, and love, you know, everything was just based around love. Love is the highest frequency in the universe. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. When you've finished a, a, a wonderful ayahuasca journey, everybody is is vibrating high. Yeah. There's just so much love in the space. I the one of the many messages I received that day was or that night rather was about my body. And for anyone who knows me or anyone who's listened to a few of these episodes, as you know, I was a, an alcoholic and a cocaine addict for, for many years. And the, that, sort of beha- that sort of behavior brings with it an awful lot of baggage because, of course, there is cause and effect. So I was constantly being seriously injured or seriously injuring myself or seriously injuring others back in the day when I was a young a human. So I had, I went into that with a, a torn meniscus in my knee and a, I'd just had my second eye surgery. No, my first eye surgery, hadn't I? I think, yeah, I'd had mm. my lens removed from my eyeball because uh, so, I was blind. That's it, because I, I, I think we were sort of talking as well. We could see some like bright lights working on your eye. Uh-huh. I, could, I could see that. Yeah, so could I. Ethereal surgery. That's what they call it, ethereal surgery. Yeah. And so I was receiving this energetic work to my eye and to my knee uh, and to my shoulder at the same time. And essentially, the message was, dude, <laughs> you've yeah. got to start taking care of the Earth Rover. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, you're not going to be no around. More for, Earth Rover. You're not going to be around for, for many more of these incredible journeys. So, yeah, wowzers, trousers. That was... Uh, an unforgettable experience. It was, and I just just to, to to maybe finish on on that. The second day, the second journey was the work. Yeah, and um, the, the real deep dive. Boy, wow! I purged a lot. You did, which was needed. Yeah, forty years of trauma. Yeah, and misbehavior. Yeah, misbehavior, trauma, just deep rooted into my lower centers that just all came out in one night. Oh my God, it did. <laughs> I, I, I remember listening to it for the majority yeah. of six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what an amazing feeling afterwards. Yeah. And how good was the meal? Oh, wow. the best, the best meal I've ever had. Well, in this my was life. A, so we just for the for our listeners, we did. Um, 
ayahuasca all night, um, which, and then we slept for what, maybe two or three hours. And then as the sun came up, we then did a, and immediately did a wachuma ceremony. Mm-hmm. And that's after, after this epic experience of, uh, of the ayahuasca, it's the, it's the, it's the yin and yang, isn't it? And totally. it's, it's a perfect complementary uh, journey, which, which then powers you back up. Mm-hmm. So we were all outside stepping in the mud, you know, t- just grounding, weren't we? Just being, being with nature, yeah. Totally and utterly connected with nature yeah. in, in, a, in a way that I can't possibly explain on a podcast or even if you were sitting here listening to us chatting. Um, needless to say, you are nature yeah. in that experience. Not one with nature. You are utterly and in, in, in entirely connected to it. You can see the energy. You can see its aura. Yeah. You can see the aura of every living. All the organism. plants, the grass, that, the that, leaves. That for me was the, the, the most animals. beautiful thing. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. And yeah, so after that, after I think we had a short rest after that. Oh, no, actually, we had a cleanse, didn't we? We all jumped in the pool and as the sun came up and, and then we ultimately all had a shower and uh, and then we went for this meal. My God, oh, just, uh, food never tasted so great. Now it has to be said in this Bond Villa hotel, the food is pretty awesome anyway. Yeah, they had their own permaculture farm, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it was. It's like well, it was just interesting to watch the chefs go and, and pick their organic vegetation on this our meal. medieval irrigated, yeah. you know, permaculture plot. Yeah, it, it was sort of stunning. Terraces Absolutely as well, beautiful. didn't they? Yeah, the best food we'd ever had. So that was our first ayahuasca experience, wasn't it? And we've done a few more together since. Mm-hmm. And we shall most certainly do many more in the future, my friend. Yeah, well, I think we were talking about this. I think uh, it's been been a while since I've done it. I, I, feel, I feel the Jumanji drums beating, starting to beat a, little, a wee bit. Because yeah. invariably you do, the whole, the whole point of earth school is you forget yourself to remember yourself right uh-huh. just starting to, starting to forget a yeah, little bit time to <clears throat> crack the veil open again i need a i need a cuddle and a kick in from the mother well i'm game on for that I, uh, so once we've once we've got plans to made plans to leave the country and do it in central or south america that's exactly what we'll be doing do but on the subject of central and south america of course i then went on to do a an, an incredible journey in Peru and the Amazon. When was this? I think it was, it was pretty the year after, wasn't it? Oh, six, six months. About six months after, I remember it. Yeah, and I went to the Sacred Valley in Peru and I had I'd already met this wonderful shaman brother of ours called Andres, and so has uh, Richie. He's met him too. <coughs> Excuse me. Chilean chap. Beautiful musician. Beautiful musician, beautiful man, uh, just a huge bear of... Huge energy. Of love and laughter. Huge energy. And uh, yeah, everyone gravitates to to this, to Andreas, because he's, he's, well, he's a wizard. He's a shaman. Yeah. And so I went off, I went to, the, to a retreat with him and, and a crew, a wonderful uh, family that I, another family that I made. And we spent, uh, I think it was 10 days working with the medicines with ayahuasca, washuma, rapé, cambo, cambo medicine, which is a, a very strong physical and psychic cleanser. Incredible for your immune system. It's kind of a, it's, it's the, the most hardcore liver flush you can do. And that, that particular trip, we were fortunate because he brought his, his own teacher, Page Peno, or one of his teachers. Ah. 
And Paget Penno had come from the Amazon. So this is a, a chap, well, he, and he came with two other chaps. So that's who taught Andreas? Yeah, one of his oh, teachers, yeah. And he, so these guys came from the, from the Brazilian Amazon, from a, the, the Nokequin tribe, also known as the Catuquina. Uh, and these guys have been in that part of the world forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't speak English, they speak Portuguese in their own tribal dialect. Fortunately, Andreas speaks enough Portuguese to, to be able to translate them. And so we had the most incredible and powerful shamanic experience with three of these guys. It was uh, Peno um, Munja, who's the cacique now, he's the, the, um, the leader of the village, mm-hmm. and Tama. And these guys were all, we were all in a circle in a, in a, in a geodesic dome you know, lay, laid around in a circle or doing the medicine. And these guys are all planted around and they're all squatting and they're all singing Icaros, mm. you know, and whistling. And obviously Andreas Be- is beating the leaves. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Amazing. And so after we'd finished the retreat, we went, well, Andreas said, hey, I got to take these guys down to, uh, back to Brazil. You want to come? I'm like, well, uh, yeah, wh- what does that entail? Two days in the car. Uh, yeah, okay, why not? Um, I'm game. And so we spe- all, all of us piled into a van that t- to take us to the border of, of Peru and Brazil. And then we had to, you know, the, obviously it's back and beyond border control there. So, uh, but then I had to get a, a yellow fever shock so I wasn't allowed into Brazil. And then we, then we hopped into a, couple, into a ta- couple of taxis, got to the nearest city, hired a car, and then just, you know, this, this road trip lasted for, like, for, I think it was two days. Epic road trip with these three, oh, three, little, three little knuckle guys and, uh, and this giant Chilean shaman. Uh, listen to music, talking all, all the whole way along. And then we, we eventually got to the village and we hung out with the village, uh, in the village for a week. And we did plant medicine with the entire village. Mm. Even the kids? Even the kids. So that's, Brilliant. I would say there were, I don't know, maybe... Maybe 50, maybe, yeah, maybe 50, 60 people. Mm. So when they, when, they, when they do the ayahuasca, they all, the entire village comes out and mm. the malocas are huge, circular, open-sided, straw-roofed uh, sort of meeting place. And so everyone strings their hammocks all the way around it. You've got, it's, it's this incredible network of hammocks. Yeah. And then all the kids are all lying on the floor. How many in the, in the village? I, I think it's probably about 50 or 60. I might be, I might be wrong. It might have been more. Interesting. Um, but the villages are all along the road. You know, there, there are different, they're all still <coughs> the Nokiquin tribe, but there are, there are little villages within. Right, them. right. And they just go on for miles and miles. So, yeah, I was very fortunate to do ayahuasca with the, with the whole village. And yeah, small children doing their little journeys next to me. Nice. An incredible, an incredible energy to be around. And, they also sing. Um, what, collectively? Yeah, yeah. So the whole, the whole village sings. Actually, I might, I, in fact, I've got a recording of that. One sec, let's see if I can play that. Well, ayahuasca has given me this most profound, life-changing gift. Transformation. 
waking up from the matrix to yeah. the red pill, seeing everything. I was still with the medicine then, so there's a bit of a ramble. But I, yeah, I was just so taken by the by the energy that I wanted to capture it. Yeah, that, that, was, that didn't sound like you. No, like you were somebody uh, else. But I was still that music. Oh, the hairs, oh, hairs on my arms. Man. Imagine what it was like when you were there. And that's they're dancing as well. Yeah. So there's a, all the men, all the women. Working with the energy as well. Yeah, like a wave. Oh. They're all dancing and playing together. Beautiful. It was absolutely profound. But, you know, when people ask me about my ayahuasca experience, it, it's always a difficult thing to talk about with certain people. Oh, it's kind of cliche, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I went to my gap year and did ayahuasca. Yeah, oh, yeah but, gap, but I was having a midlife crisis gap year, same yeah. as you, just I was a bit older. I don't know. But I, I hasten to add, it's got nothing to do with the midlife crisis. It's actually um, one of the most profound things and, and actually, I no, changed. the most profound thing I've ever done in my life. Changed it, my life infinitely for the better. Unequivocally, same here, which is, I think, what I was trying to ramble on mm. uh, in that recording. But, but then there are, there are those brothers and sisters out there who are just completely closed off to the idea, aren't they? Aren't there? At time. Everyone's journey is different, right? Yeah. And I think, um, I think collectively, like we sort of touched on at the beginning, you know, Fight in, within the last five years, you think about how it's slowly sort of creeping into mainstream. It's like marijuana is legal. Yep. You know, like what, three years ago, you forty years in prison for for dealing it, but now it's you know you can legally sell it. It's, yeah, times are changing. Same with psychedelics. So Johns Hopkins started to to do a lot of research uh, a few years back. Um, in fact, this was documented in what's that documentary called? It's not magic mushrooms. Uh, Fantastic fungi. Yeah. Oh. So we were talking about this with our oh, Paul Stennett. Yeah, we were talking about this with our first guest, Liam Farquhar, who's a psychedelic guide, um, a legal psychedelic guide. Mm. That's an interesting point, right there, isn't it? There are now s legally certified psychedelic guides mm. who are uh, licensed to work with people with PTSD, with trauma, with depression, with addiction, mm. who are absolutely helping people overcome these issues with the use of psychedelics i just think obviously the lessons you get you get taught by the uh, ayahuasca is that you know we're intrinsically intertwined there's so much we're so symbiotic mm -hmm. all living creatures and you know if there is a dis-ease in your, at a molecular level in your body you know there's there's a remedy out there to cure it yeah and it's just sad that you know we're run by Let's say corporations that have only got one thing on their mind, they want to earn money, they want to synthesize it. Yep. So and that's the only way they can make yeah. money. And sadly, that's exactly what's happening now with the psychedelic market. Mm. And I hate to use those two words together, but finally, psychedelics are being granted uh, or de de decriminalized mm. by governments. And of course, that's hand in hand with pharmaceutical firms who are finally ready to synthesize these, yeah, but these medicines. Homogenized and uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, probably. Well, it, it, it is sad. I, I suppose the optimist in me thinks, well, at least people are now able to get access to, to psychedelic therapy as a, and to, to treat PTSD or depression or, or addiction. Mm. Um, I, would, I would simply say, it's not for me anyway the the a psychedelic journey is not just about popping something into your mouth 
and then and then going for a ride it's that it's the absolute opposite to that a, a really transformative wholesome experience is that which we've discussed in brief it just shows you what to do but you have to do the work yeah and, and that's it, the difference isn't it absolutely and when you're in the ceremonial experience you are being helped mm. you're being guided by people who know exactly what this medicine can do mm. uh, whether you believe it or not this medicine is capable of doing things that we only dream of i think that that was the other big lesson um she sort of gave tools to heal yourself but then to help others and i think it's it's all about sort of service to others as well so if you can it's like from from ayahuasca i've, I've gone on a, a beautiful journey of like learning reiki um breathworks yoga uh, and then into sort of different types of, of yoga as well and it's just it's all a, an evolution of my, my mind, body and spirit. Mm. And I think, you know, that has an inspiration. It's like, you know, my kids watch that and they've started, started to pick up on doing yoga moves, you know. So it's yeah. you're kind of just inspiring. It's the ripple effect, right? Yeah, well, you're breaking that cycle. And that's what I, I genuinely think that the, the message from she's just trying to get this this information out to as many people because I genuinely think, you know, we are coming to a point, a tipping point. And it's like, right, okay, we kind of need to just speed consciousness up a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remain really hopeful. I, 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 I subscribe to a, a beautiful, a, a beautiful world where we're all uh, we're all gravitating to, because uh, like we sort of touched on, people are waking up and people are becoming more conscious. And those that don't, will just probably end up in their own little cities and. I think so. Be controlled. I, I, I think we'll we'll wind up gravitating toward one or the other, mm-hmm. and. Uh, in simple terms, it really is about gravitating to service to self or service to others. I and there's no judgment either way from my perspective. Mm. I must say, I must say twice on every every episode. I respect everyone's truth. Well, well, I do. I, even though, even if it's not my truth, I respect that everyone should be able to make their own decisions. Exactly, and that's that's the other lesson, isn't it? Non-judgment. Absolutely. You know, we're all on different journeys. There's no bad, there's no good. Yeah, and that was that was very much a lesson from absolutely, the Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with you. It, for me, taking the medicine was the beginning of a journey that I'm still on. But it's, it's, it's another beautiful and I would say far more enriching chapter or yeah. series of chapters as we go on because it's probably, what, two years since we since we did ayahuasca, God, yeah, lots happened in two years, eh? Absolutely. Well, yeah, but but actually, with all of the madness in the world, from my perspective, anyway, the work that we did and and then I continue to do has certainly enabled me to to stay more grounded, to to have a practice to return to, yeah, uh, to to turn to my meditation, to breath work, to yoga, now to qigong. These are all things that I would never have thought I would I was going to do. If you just if you and I popped out of a time machine like Bill and Ted in front of uh, Martin and Rich five years ago <laughs> and said, "Hey, dudes," I'd have laughed you, laughed your head off. If you just said I'd been I'd been living in Bali six six years ago, I'd be like, "Get out of town." Me too, like completely. <laughs> You'd have three kids and living and, and living in Bali. Yeah, no, and living a wonderfully enriching yeah. life. Crazy. free 
sovereign free. Created it though. You absolutely created it, as as did I. So, yeah. I, funny thing, I was talking to the the guys from the tribe and to Andreas about the medicine because you were talking about service to others there and how it how it led you to to want to do more things for other people well well these guys feel that it is their their mission now on this earth in this time and this place to spread the word of the the medicine to spread the the the, the love that comes with mm. the medicine to the world or through the world and i asked um I asked the guys what did they think would happen if the whole world did an ayahuasca journey. And I have this recording, I'll play it to you. Para gente que como hoje nós estamos fazendo, trabalhar, vamos trabalhar de união, vamos trabalhar de amor, vamos trabalhar de carinho, vamos trabalhar de respeito, né? Então isso é medicina conectada com todo o planeta e nós estamos com todo conectado nosso planeta. Cada um de coração de nós está ligado com o planeta, está ligado com a força da floresta. Então isso envolve essas mm-hmm. coisas. So, yeah. So beautiful what Pajé said. Pajé said, if this happened about the people, we can heal the planet. We can, we can heal the planet all together. Because uh, the medicine will give us the vision about the connection with the elements and everything, you know. So the the uh, the, the medicine, the the una pajelanza or or um, or a ceremony, an ayahuasca ceremony, you know, this means that the all the people will be connected again, you know, with the roots of this planet, you know. Mm. Yeah, felt the power in that. Well, I believe he's right, and I believe that was Page Peno speaking in Portuguese. Thanks for bearing with us on that one, and Andreas translating. But I, I genuinely believe if if we could get the whole planet, and it's, we've just proven that we can get the whole planet to do something at the same time. <laughs> yeah, too easily. Sadly so. But if we can get the whole planet to do an ayahuasca journey at the same time. <sighs> what? <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, it would be healing for everyone in unison. Raised frequency for everyone in unison. Uh, observation of self-harm, uh, co-created drama. Uh, it would be self-forgiveness and forgiveness of others. It would just be love, wouldn't it? Beautiful. Yeah. But it's like Graham, Graham Hancock said, you know, if you can imagine every world leader, you know, one of the stipulations to become a president or a prime minister is you have to do 10 ayahuasca ceremonies. I think Mr. Hancock is absolutely spot on. Bang on there. Well, we're at it. They should all undergo yeah. some serious psychological uh, profiling. It's kind of in a perfect world if it wasn't run by. Yeah. But then if the world was perfect, we would have nothing to learn, would we? Yeah. There would be no suffering. And without suffering, we can't learn these lessons, so... Well, 
I think I think we're probably done today, aren't we? Getting there, I'm getting a bit of sweat on, Paul. Oh, I'm sorry about the lack of AC. <laughs> the, the air conditioning. It's like 34 degrees in this country. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the AC gets picked up by the microphone, so I will let you off. It's um, there's not a lot we can do about it. But um, thank you, Richard. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for inviting me on and, and being part of this wonderful journey that you're uh, you're creating. Thank you, bro. I hope uh, I hope the audience is enjoying it as well. Actually, on that note, as whilst we do get the odd tidbit of, uh, of feedback. I, I, this is probably the, the first time I'm, I'm ever gonna, going to ask you, uh, you listeners, you wonderful folks at home, checking this out in the gym or driving your car or sitting at home with a, with a cup of tea or coffee, whatever. Do us a huge favor. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please go and review it. Uh, please like it, please follow it, subscribe to it, share it. And more importantly, bear in mind, this is just getting made with love. There's no money behind it. There's no marketing machine behind it. There's no production machine behind it. Uh, so this can only really take off, assuming it's doing well, if you tell other people about it. And I, I, you know, as you may or may not know, I've been a marketer for over 25 years, but I have this uh, lofty ambition that, that this podcast might actually do well just based on word of mouth people actually telling other people hey you know what i heard that podcast and something resonated and you might find this interesting yada yada i don't know that's just me being an optimist but if you're enjoying how to die happy please pretty please with a cherry on top do review it and uh do tell some people about it thanks for listening to richard and i have a, a little trip down memory lane yeah i beautiful. think we're should we go and get a coconut let's do it Oh, I 
Oh, yeah, yeah. 